Wow. Praise God. What a night. What a night. What a day. What what a weekend. We thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for um, for his mercies and all that he has done for us and for today. <clears throat> the good spirit of God and for the word that we we receive today. God is so good, isn't he? Isn't he good? The Lord is good and he's um, merciful and uh, his mercies endure it forever. We just, uh, we just thank God for all of these scriptures. Hmm? All these scriptures that God is giving us. There's so much to, uh, there's so much to learn, so much to, to understand. In, in the word of God. Amen. We just. Uh, Sister Marina did so good. God bless you. What a special. You you are a special child. Don't let the devil tempt you. Okay. You wait on God. Don't let the devil fool you. Trip you up. You know. Let, um, let God have his way. And you. Because the gift you have, you don't want to end up losing it. So that's why you have to be very careful. Because um, the devil will try to trip you up. To fool you, to offer you things that, to distract you. Then he gets you. You get discouraged. But you wait on the Lord and you will see. What God did. There are other young ladies like you who waited. And wait for God. To do something. You think if. Uh, was it Ruth. Her sister-in-law went back to Moab. But she went to. Um, she went to Bethlehem. See. Uh, Ruth went to Bethlehem. While her sister-in-law stayed. And went back to Moab. Depends on where you go. So you stay and trust the Lord and you and your mama. Wow, that's wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. And you encourage one another. And with, between the both of you and the church, you don't have to listen to any voice. Any voice beside that. Because what are they going to teach you already? Getting, you know, the meat of the word and God is blessing you. So you stand fast and see the salvation of the Lord. Which he will show and so beautiful and of course Tati and Laka is my favorite singers. That was beautiful. They are they're good singers and a good young couple. They they love the church. They love God. And uh, you don't have to you don't have to worry about Tati and um, her husband. They really love the church and they really love God. And they have. Uh, they have parents who are very supportive of the church, stand up, and they are uh, brother Andre, sister Letty, has been a friend uh, over the years. They've stood. That's they, they're one of the reasons why this church is here. In every generation, God has asked to have people. And in this time, they are the ones that uh, have stood with this church. They're very, they put the church first. They love the church. They love pastor. And uh, we love you all too. And, and all of you, Joni, what a mother in Israel. That's what she is, a mother in Israel. Amen. Amen. And if you understand a mother in Israel. And, and Joni loved this church. She drives by, come here. She do everything for this church. Thank you. God will reward you, all of you. That, that joy, joy, and you, I know joy a long time. Joy like is family to me. And uh, her parents, Sharon Village is like, I'm from there. See, when I go to Sharon Village in the Philippines, the Gigara, 
they named the village Sharon Village after his sister of joy. And um, when I go there, I'm not a stranger. It's it's the closest, one of the closest thing to me on earth, Sharon Village. I felt like I'm from there. And just just appreciate it. So we thank God tonight for, and I ask his blessings upon this word because God is so good. And what we had this morning about um, about Jesus, what a wonderful Savior. What a wonderful Savior. He being a man of war. Can you imagine he fights battles for you? And then in uh, Isaiah 59, 59 chapter of Isaiah where we... Um, we showed uh, 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 Jesus being clawed, closed with uh, vengeance to execute vengeance against the enemies of God, against the um, all those that oppress the uh, oppress the church. He fights her battles, and not only that, but he equips us. And you have to wear, you have to be clothed in the same garment. You cannot have any part missing. You have to be clothed in the same garment that he wears. Because every piece of that um, garment, that's Christ. So you have to be totally clothed with um, Jesus Christ. And the scripture tells us to put on. To put on the old armor of God. Isn't that amazing? So... When you put on the armor of God, you put him on Jesus Christ. In, <coughs> excuse me, Ephesians chapter, what is it, 6? In Ephesians chapter uh, 6, verse, um, uh, verse uh, what, 10? Start at verse, verse 10. If you go there, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Uh, down, uh, go down to verse 10. Finally, notice here. What does it say? Finally, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Uh, Marina mentioned about uh, being strong in the Lord and every place you put your feet on. Notice, every place you put your feet on. So you've got to realize that, that God is on your side. You understand? God is on your side, saving you. It is not um, a question, is it, you're going to be saved. <laughs> he chose you from before the foundation of the world. Look at it this way. If God never chose us, and you, when you arrive in this world, you are to choose the Lord. You think when you're out there slipping and sliding, you, you weren't even thinking about God. The day or the night when the Lord touched you and saved you, you didn't wake up in your mind and say, today I'm going to get saved. It wasn't like that. See, it was the Lord that saved us. You said, I wanted to be saved. No, you did not. I did not. I, I, I didn't go out looking for Jesus. But he came looking for me. And he said that, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. But can you imagine that God has provided for you everything for your salvation? Everything. Because when he, when he saw that there was no man, and there was no intercessors, we're lost. There was, there was no one to save us. What did he do? What did he do? He closed himself. <laughs> he closed himself. And he came preparing a way and making a way for you and I. That's why you're saved tonight. Amen. See, salvation is not a chance or an accident. God saved you from before the foundation of the world. He called you. He chose us. And then he brought us in time to complete this work. So you're not here by chance. You're chosen in him from 
the foundation of the world. When that was, I don't know. And he prepares you to be an overcomer. How would you know the way? You don't know the way how to overcome unless he show you the way. I am the way, he said. Yet the Savior is also the way. He's also the deliverer. And we were chosen in him. In him, not out of him. Nobody can be saved out of Christ. In other words, nobody saved themselves. No matter how great they are, the greatest preacher, he couldn't save himself. The greatest prophet could not save himself. Jesus Christ is the salvation of all those, the Savior, salvation of all those that are saved. You make it into the kingdom. It all is Jesus' work. So it's not that work of righteousness that you did and said, look at me, I'm here. No, it's all the work. Every human being that make it into the kingdom, it's true Christ. And whether it's under the Old Testament or the New Testament, it's through the blood. Through the blood of his cross. Nobody gets in. When I see the blood, When I see the blood, I will pass over you. So we are blood-bought children of God. But can you just imagine that God, okay, the Son of God, shed his blood for you. The word, this word became flesh and bled for you. The same word that you have. He bled and he died on the cross of Calvary for you. That tonight you can say I'm saved and it's for real. You are saved. Are you going to be in the kingdom? Yes, you're going to be in the kingdom. This is not a guesswork. All right. Before you ever was born or came into the world, he chose you. And he voted for you. That's called election. Amen. Election is not you elected him. But it's him. Elected you. To be saved. Elected you. To be in the kingdom. Amen. And then he extended grace to us. Somebody said no he didn't do it. Well who did it? If he didn't chose you. Who did? If you're not elected in him. Tell me who did. You did. Huh? You couldn't do it. In other words, he had to show us the way of salvation. See? He had to show us, and he's still showing us the way. I cannot love God without him extending love and mercy and grace to me. Eternal life did not come from you and I. It came from Christ. And he fought for it. He had to win it. Amen. Because we all were lost. But Ephesians 4 tells us. Finally my brethren be strong in the Lord. Where is your strength? In the Lord. So when you get into him. In Christ. You have strength. Be strong where? In the Lord. So when you look for strength outside of Christ, what happened? When you look for strength in another human being. Somebody said, come to me, I'll give you. They're wrong. Because your strength lies in Jesus. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's the Holy Ghost. That's muscle building uh, word. The power. Build up your muscle. Spiritually. You become a weightlifter in the scripture. Exercise. Having your senses. Exercise. The more you study. The more you get the word of God. Old Testament. <laughs> New Testament. Push up. 
push-up. And you begin to become strong and having your senses exercised to discern. That means you have spiritual eyes to know demons, evil spirits, and the difference between God and Satan. Verse 11 says, what, what do you have to do? Everybody know, put on, take off. Right? Put on, take off. But in this case, it says put on. But before you can put on, you have to take off that old nature. I mean, you, you don't take a shower with your clothes on. Excuse me, but it's true, right? You got to put it off spiritually. Now you put off something. Take it off. The old man, the old nature, the old you. And put on the whole armor of God. Once you put it on, you never take it off. Don't ever leave home without it. Everywhere you go. Right now you're closed. See? You have the whole armor on. Why do you why do you put it on? Why are you dressing up? You're dressing up in God. You're dressing up, in other words, like David couldn't wear what Saul provided. You've got to put on what, what God gives you, what God uh, uh, ordained for you. Then it says, put on the whole armor of God. That's God's armor. In other words, God made it. God made it. The armor that you wear and overcome, it's made by God. Put on the old armor of God. It's God's armor. It's not something that the preacher invent. It's not my armor. It's my, But it's God's armor. And God says here, this is the way you overcome the devil. Put this on. You're going out to fight in war. God says, look, put this on. Dress this way. But I'm not going to dress. Yeah, the Lord said to Peter, said, when you're young, you dress yourself. You dress up, put on whatever you want to put. But when you're old, you're going to stretch forth your hands and let another dress you up. What With what? What did God dress Peter up with? The whole armor of God. Peter had to learn to put on the armor of God. When he had on his own armor, what did he say to it? What did he do? Let's go fishing. Let's do that. He denied the Lord because he had his own armor on. When Peter had his own armor on, oh, he walked a couple of steps in the water, but he went, he sunk, he went down. You couldn't say that was victory. That was the victory when he walked a couple of steps and he 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 uh, he sunk. That didn't get him anywhere. He, he walked a few steps. It did not even get him as far as Jesus. Amen. Amen. It was Jesus that reached out and pulled him up. He cried out. When he cried out, Lord, save me, didn't he? That's when he reached out. That, that, when he cried out, Lord, save me, he made a bigger step than he did when he came out of the boat. Because when he cried out, was it was the step was long enough to reach Jesus. And that's how you cry. When he cried out, he was crying out for God to put your armor in me. Close me. Help me. And you're closed by crying out to the Lord. He says, put on the whole armor of God. He said, put it on. Put it on. Put it on. Not just a part of it. You know, you're dressed up in one part, little part, you know, and a few years you put on another piece. No. You start out with it. The whole armor of God. Complete. That means you have to be totally closed in Jesus. That, that, 
you may be able to stand. Ah, ah, ah what does it mean to stand? That means the devil is not knocking you all over every minute. Always fall. There's no victory. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So the devil's got some, some stuff up his sleeve that you can't figure him out by, by might or power. But it takes the Holy Ghost. It takes discerning. Amen. It, otherwise the devil will knock you over. The Lord is saying, unless you put on the armor of God, you're dead. You cannot stand. I don't care who you are. Not by might, nor by power, but it's by my spirit. The spiritual, and these are spiritual armor. That you might be able to stand against what? That word wiles. Anybody ever? The devil's strategies. Satan carefully devices his schemes and tactics against believers. You have to have the armor of God to stand against all of the tactics of the devil. Otherwise he bowled you out. He knocked you out. Yeah? And he can use friends, relatives, anybody to deceive you. Anybody, your loved ones. Hmm? You're not safe without it. How important the armor is? Every. All important. That you may be able to stand. So you have to. You're, 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 the devil's coming at you. And the only way you can stand is. By having the armor of God on. If you don't have it. You cannot stand. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12. Uh, somebody said, I don't, I don't feel like fighting. I don't feel like lifting up my arm. I don't feel like praising the Lord. You see, that's the devil's strategy. Because if you had the whole armor on, then you would have joy. If, if you had the armor on, if you had the sword of the spirit, you could clap your hands all these people. Shout with the voice of triumph. Amen. If you had the armor on and was dressed up, you'd be shouting because the scripture said, I was glad when they said unto me, Ah, let us go. Let us go into the house of the Lord. But you've got to be dressed up. And then when you're dressed up, you're fighting. And what do you do? You're fighting the good fight of faith. Everybody can hear that your faith is spread abroad. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The flesh and blood is that, that man or that woman, but it's what's coming out of them. You listen? You're not wrestling, but it's what's inside of them. The spirit that possesses them, that's attacking you. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities. You see that? They're principalities. In other words, there's a world, unseen world, that you're fighting and you can only discern it with the armor of God on. Because you get your eyes open. Oh, I see that. I see that. Because the Lord said to Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have you. But, but this, the deliverance was, I prayed for you. Amen. And if Jesus didn't pray for all of us, nobody could say I made it. I made it because I'm good, I'm bold, and I'm strong. Nobody can do that. We're very small. Powerful. Simon, I pray for you that your faith fail not. And when you're converted, notice here. Didn't he say that? When you're converted? And when you're converted? The scripture said that. He said, pray for your brethren. And then one time he said, Simon, do you love me more than these? Feed my sheep, fight my sheep, and so on, Peter. And Lord, you know I love you. But it was something inside of Peter that had to come out. There was something inside of Peter that he had to get rid of. Just like all of us. Something there. And the man who betrayed, the man who... Uh, 
denied the Lord, repented, and was a great power in the day of Pentecost. This is that which was spoken of. What was he doing? There was a time he couldn't fight. Peter could not fight. Because he didn't have the armor of God on. If he did, he would not have sung. But between there and Pentecost, Peter became a warrior. Peter became a fighter. Not when he was in the boat. Not when he stepped out of the boat. Not even when he was in the, 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 the place where they were trying Jesus. Because he denied Jesus. And the cock crew, crow. And Peter, something down on Peter. And he wept. And all of that. But you know what gave him that strength? Do you know what gave him that zeal, that power? You want to teach him to fight? The resurrection of Jesus. And on the road to Damascus, many people believe that Peter was one of them. And a revelation of Jesus. When you have a revelation of Jesus Christ, you'll never be the same. God shows you how he can change a man and turn him into a warrior. Oh, Peter tried to fight before. He pulled out his sword. But I was wrong. The Lord said, put that one up. I have another one for you. And when he drew the sword and pen, it cost five, was it 3,000, wasn't it? And that's what God wanted to do for this church. And that's what in, uh, in Songs of Solomon chapter, and I'll come right back there, but Songs of Solomon read that, that Brother Andrew, that was a powerful scripture, chapter 3. Verse uh, 7 is it. And 8. Read that for me. In Songs of Solomon. Chapter. Uh, chapter 3. Verse 7 and verse 8. Behold. Behold his bed. Which is Solomon. Behold his bed. Which is Solomon. See Jesus Christ. A greater than Solomon is here. That's the greatest Solomon. And this is not just some love story book. This is the greatest book. This is the greatest book. And it's not understood, but this is this is a book for warriors. Three score violent men are about it. Of the violence of Israel, the best, the best fighters. God, God has some fighters. God, look, read, read through the centuries and all the fighters. Hmm? Read, read through and find all the fighters. And coming on over here now. God never raised up beggars. God never raised up cowards. Amen. God never, never Prepare a harmer where you turn and run. Or fall. God didn't make you for you to be a failure. Or to be a coward. God made you to stand. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. But you've got to have your loins gird. We're true. The violentest, the best, the most. You know, we said, oh. God don't care. You think that God's going to give you a throne when you're weak? Put a crown on you, you're weak? It's the violent ones. The men, the ones that, uh, like Hebrews 11. Hmm? They subdued kingdoms. Are you listening now? They wrought righteousness. They put to flight the armies of the enemy. They were experts. Subdued kingdoms. And, and there's a kingdom called the king of the devil. Kingdom of darkness. And every one of us, like you've got to submit it. I mean, uh, subdue it. 
The devil want to overcome you. No, we subdue. Bring him down. Cast him down. Imagination. You want to be an expert in war? Those imaginations. Hmm? Those secret things. Those thoughts that attack you. When demonic force telling you to leave church. Stop serving God. Don't read your Bible. Stay in. You got a day off. He said watch television all day. Put your Bible down. No. Expert in war. You push that button back. Get the Bible up. Open up. The word of God. And you fight with the right hand and the left hand. Old Testament and New Testament. Pages after pages. Every time you turn a page and read it. You're sharpening your sword. You want to know to be strong? Read the Bible. Amen. Eat the flesh. And drink the blood. Of Christ. That's the word of God. Three score. Valent men. Of the violent. The best of the best. Verse 8. They all hold swords. Look at that. It's not somebody say, Could you lend me your sword? My sister can you come over and teach me something? No. You've got your sword. You don't have to go to anybody's house. And you say, come over here. I'm going to teach you something. No, you already have your sword. Look at it. They all old swords. Let me say it again. They all old swords. What sword? What sword? The sword of the word of God. All of them has got their own sword. It's when you borrow something. You know what's going to happen when you borrow it? The accent is going to fall off. It was borrowed. You know the lesson. Every man. What? They all were being experts. They didn't just have a Bible, but they use it. The only way you're going to be an expert is to practice. And you don't practice just when you come to church. It's when you got time off, day off, by yourself. You're practicing to be a swordsman. Every man had his sword upon his thighs. Why? Why do you wear your sword? Why do you always have to have it all the time? Because there's fear in the night. All right, you say, but. It's night like, no, no. It's the old age of this world age. It's night. Even when the sun is shining, that's not that. We're going through night. We're passing through the kingdom of the devil. And God has to deliver us from the kingdom of the devil. And we have the sword on because we're walking through the night. Every day there's enemy. The devil is always coming after you. It's a night time. But Paul says, hallelujah. What did Paul says? When that alarm clock is going off. Paul says, one, awake thou that sleepest. And arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. And then another part he says, the night is far spent. And the day is at hand. We've been fighting all night. But ahead of us is sunrise. But we've kept our sword on. We've kept the word of God. We've never given it up. And every time the devil comes. Like a flood when he comes in. We use the sword. It is written. Come on. It is written. The word of God. Are you happy? Every man. Every person in the church. There ain't no weak ones. Let the weak say, I am strong. Why? Because they got the sword on. Every man had his sword upon his thigh because of fear in the night. What happened when you're going through the valley? And you're going through enemy's territory. That's what we are. 
and we're following the Lord. He's a leader, he's a captain, but all of us have a sword. The drawn sword that we stick, the enemy comes in. Want to deceive you and destroy you, stick him in Jesus' name. I rebuke you, Satan. Huh? You don't run around and cry and get on the Where's masters? You stick that devil. Get the ends behind me, Satan. It is written. Now, Psalms uh, 144. Go, go to verse 1. Is it 144? Turn, that, turn there real quick. Yes, there's another one I'm looking for. Let me go to... Uh, okay. Lord, blessed be the Lord, my strength. Who teach you? Who's your teacher? Huh? Somebody asked me who's gonna are you gonna know? Because the Lord is your teacher. He said, But Pastor, you are on your feet preaching, but the Lord is the teacher. What does he teach you? What did you learn this weekend? Well, you 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 were in training this weekend. And what did you learn? He teaches my hands to war. So tonight you get home. You're going to turn more Bible pages this week and you're going to read more of the Bible left and right. Remember David had the group of men that were left-handed and right-handed. They used swords just as good. Any scripture, like you hear these precious sayings this week, any, in the Old or New Testament, which teach at my hands to walk and my fingers to fight. Or, or, or are you going to fight? Tell me how you're going to fight with your finger. God with the word of God. Turning it. Page chapters. and you, you find one chapter by chapter. And you turn and get a verse here. And a verse there. Genesis to. To Revelation. Genesis to Malachi. Huh? And all, every page. Your sword is sharp. He teaches my hands to war. Somebody say, I don't like to fight. Yes, you're a fighter. The people of God, they're dreadful. They're terrible. The terrible ones. The mighty ones. The dreadful ones. They've got faces like lions. Eagle face. You, you, you want to know something about eagles? Eagles are dangerous. Them eagle bird, you know, I, I like I watch this Korean East China because I'm when an eagle soar over and when he, one of the one of the most beautiful but awesome, uh, scary sound is when that eagle is flying and give out a scream, a yell, or whatever it might be, a sound. You know that. Go check it out. Check it out. It's terrible. And and they attack. They will even attack human beings. So don't play with that. And we've got eagle, the eagle's face. Amen. Brother, when the devil come in and we give out a yell. When we give out a shout. When we give out a roar like a lion. And what do we do? We skip and dance and shout like a calf. You ever see a young calf? You know. And they get out there and they start dancing. And then we settle down and begin to preach like a man. <laughs> Teach at my hands to war and my fingers to fight. Your, your fingers, when you go through the word, every page, every time, even when the page is stuck together, you lose it. Right? What are you doing? You have a, your Bible just stick together, just loose it out. You just lose it out. What else? Verse 2. My goodness. And my fortress. My high tower. And my deliverer. And my shield. And he is who, he in whom I trust. 
who subdueth. <laughs> oh, my people honor me. I got to read that again. You want to read with me? Let's read it again. My goodness. My fortress. My high tower. My deliverer. My shield. And he in whom I trust. Who subdueth my people under me. That means your cousin, your uncle, your niece, your nephew, grandpa, grandma. And others. Subdue them. When they rise up and try to deceive you. They're subdued. God bring them down. They can't overturn you. You understand the Bible is not being read. The Bible is not being understood in churches. That's why people are so weak. When you realize that. He's under my feet. Under my feet. Satan is under my feet. Would you believe what the Lord? Oh God, would you? My goodness. My fortress. My high tower. My deliverer. My shield. And he in whom I trust. Who subdued. Subdue it. My people are to be. Verse 2 says. Verse 3 said. Lord, what is man? That thou takest knowledge of him. Or the son of man that thou makest account of him. In, in the natural way, nothing. Even demons, devils know that. But when Christ comes in you, that is the hope of glory. Okay, let me, for time's sake. We haven't even touched very far in. Ephesians 6 yet. But go to Psalms 18. Go to Psalms 18. And verse 32. That's a powerful verse of scripture. Psalms 18. 1 8. Verse. Uh, verse uh, 30. 32. You got it? 1832 says. Verse 32. It is God. Who? It is God that girded me. With strength. Who, who, who is your strength? He told that to. Uh, the church in. Um, that you have a little strength. Was it the Philadelphia? Huh? Samaria? Thou hast a little strength. It is God that girded me with strength. But I mean, when you put on that, when you put on that girdle, when you put on that girdle, what happened? It's God that girded me with strength and make it my way perfect. You got to be perfect to get in the kingdom. The way. All right, hold on. He makes your way perfect. How does he do that? Hmm? How does he do that? See, it makes your way, your way perfect. You got to be perfect to get in the kingdom. But he provide you. He already provide you with a perfect way. Who is the way? Jesus Christ. Who is perfect? So he's your way. And he make it your way perfect. Verse, the next verse says. He make it my feet. Now look at this. He make it my feet like hinds feet. We were talking about eagles and, and lions. Did you know that? Have you ever seen a, 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 a goats and these uh, mountain animals climbing rocks? Yeah. Eh? And their, their feet is like, um, you know, they've got these specially made feet that they can, that, that suctions. And they can walk on the wall. Climb the wall and you wonder, how oh, could they ever get up there? It's because their feet are suctions. So God gave you feet like Ein's feet so you can climb up higher in the Lord. That you can mount up in the high places. That you can go up in Christ. 
He maketh my feet like iron's feet. And you know what? You can jump from one uh, valley over to another. And set at me upon my high places. With feet. That you look at the, you, when you see discovery. And you see that. Those animals going up there. Look at it. And that's the way you are. Otherwise the coyotes. And the mountain lions will get them. But there's a height. And a place in God that. Nothing can touch you. But you can't stay down there. You've got to go higher. You make it my feet like hinds feet and teach it my uh, set it me upon high places. He teach it the next verse. No, this is the verse I was adding. He teach it my hands to war. See that? So expert in war, you have to be taught. Teach. How to use the Bible. How to come to church. He said, I don't need a teacher. I already know it. Uh, you won't know. <laughs> well, I have a sword, but how do you use it? That's what's going on in this church. We're teaching. Look, look today. Look, look today. You experts. Hmm? You can fight today better than you could even a week ago. Hmm? Right, right here. Teaching you how. So when somebody come to you, you talk about Bruce Lee is nothing. You understand what I'm saying? Put you alone out there in the name of Jesus Christ with the weapons of war, with the armor on, the devil, one can chase a thousand. That's what it means. When you hear people quote the scripture, one can chase a thousand, and they're not armored up. You've got to have the armor of God. He teaches my feet, my hands to war. So that a bow of steel is broken by my arm. You know, you've got muscle in you up there and, and you just break that bow of steel. I'm not just talking about natural muscle bow. See, a bow of steel is all those traps the devil puts before you and snares. Those attack. And you get a hold of them in Jesus name. And break them. By faith. Get it? A bow of steel. Doesn't matter how strong the weapons of the enemy. And what they build for you. You break it. In the name of Jesus Christ. By faith. You break it by faith. That mountain has to flee. You don't even know who you are. I'm trying to tell you who you are. <laughs> trying to tell you from the word of God. And I'm in the word. Look look at that. Where am I? Am I in the word of God? I don't even have a whole bunch of notes reading. I'm telling you what the Bible says. He teach. Teach at your hands to war. Experts. A man of war. So that a bow of steel. It's broken. When the enemy thinks you're down. They're destroyed. Look at it. You, you break every feather. The bars of iron. Is broken. Amen. Okay let me. Thou hast also given me the shield. Of thy salvation. The shield of faith. The salvation. You see Solomon in the Old Testament. And thy right hand had holden me up. That's Jesus Christ. Holding me up and thy gentleness. Had made me great. What the next verse says? Thou was enlarged. Look at that. Look at that. One time you remember? You could only take little baby steps. Because you have little feet. And you couldn't step very far. But as you grow in grace. And in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Look at you. How you're taking longer steps. More faith exercise. Stepping out in God. Walking out. Said. Thou hast enlarged my steps under me. That my feet. <laughs> didn't slip. You, you know. Didn't slip. 
all of this slimy stuff they put before you to let you trip up, the attacks, the conniving behind your back, to let, whoa, look at him, look at Pastor, he slipped, oh, he's down. You know, stumble, stumble, but you didn't fall. You'll get right back up. Doesn't matter what trap. You, you know, you've seen somebody slip. And when they slip, what happened to them? They fall. <laughs> Could break a lot of stuff. Could break the neck. But what he does, <laughs> this powerful. Because you start off and with little baby steps, little baby feet, you know, small. Your, your body's bigger than your feet. It's a little small. And you don't balance you. You're all balanced. And you try to take a step, you fall. And even. But what does he do? That was enlarge my steps under me. That my feet did not slip. Well, you, you know, you're young. You don't know what it means to slip. One of my problems right now is not to slip. Gotta be careful not to slip because of surgery I had. So I'm stepping down and I gotta be careful. It's not even. In the spirit, gotta be careful. Your feet, it's gotta be just right. That you won't slip. Because unless your your feet, your steps are enlarged, you'll slip. And before you know it, you'll be gone. You'll out of church. What happened? Oh, she slipped. We call it backslide. Fall away. That was enlarged my steps under me. That my feet did not slip. 37. I have pursued mine enemies. Look at that. Huh? Hey, it doesn't mean, look. It doesn't mean you get out there and run them after them. All over town. On the phone. Have you seen that? Uh, she told me a lot. No, that's not the way you pursue them. You know the way you pursue your enemy? Down on your knees. I have pursued mine enemies. On your knees. And overtaken them on your knees. Neither did I turn again. Till they were consumed. Don't stop praying. Don't quit. Don't give up. Until they're consumed. Are you listening now? That is a powerful verse. Look at it. Huh? I pursued mine enemies. That problem you have in your life. Include a disease. A sickness. I pursued mine enemies. And overtaken them. You know what I mean? That means right now you're an overcomer. When you overtake, overcome. And they overcame him. Overcomers. Neither did I turn again. You didn't quit. You didn't give up. Till they were consumed. I got deliverance, victory. Not partway deliverance. But all deliverance. Next verse. This is a long chapter. So I'm not going to. I have wounded them. Look at that. That they were not able to rise. You know. Okay sister. I'll come over. No. Give them a wound. Not with that instrument. But with the word of God. Give them a scripture. You give them a scripture. You wound them with the scripture. Telling them what the word of God says. I have wounded them that they were not able to rise. They won't call you anymore. They won't bug you anymore. They give up. They are falling under your feet. You tried it. And you stand for God. And you'll see after a while. They just disappear. Even relatives. But they'll try you. Because they believe that you're going to lose. They believe that the Christians are weaker. And they're going to subdue. No. You show them you stand. And having done all to stand. You stand there. And you show them the sufficiency of Jesus Christ. Let me start closing. 30, 39. For thou hast girded me with strength. Unto the Bible. Experts. He has to gird you. Look at how the Bible is wonderful. You see the scriptures? Are we big and fine scriptures? 
he gird you for the battle that I might destroy them that hate me. How do you destroy them? Not with weapons of war, but you break that yoke, that bars of iron, that bondage, that spirit of bondage that they place on you, that spirit of oppression. Why always talking to somebody that every time you finish your you're in bondage. Come on. Be smart. You're supposed to overcome. Forty is it? That was also. Forty. That was also given me the necks. Of mine enemies. <laughs> what happened when you. You break their necks. Not, not physically. But spiritually. You break the neck of that thing. That I might destroy them that hate me. How do you do that? There's a lot of stuff inside of you. Corn out. Go, go, go read. Go read the Galatians 5. Hmm? The things that hate you. All the works of the flesh. You think that they love you? Hmm? you? You think that those things love you? But you got to break the necks. Of that sin. That's what he said. The Lord gave you the next. You already got break it. That bondage. That thing that's keeping you in bondage. Break the neck. That I might destroy them that hate me. Hate you. Anything that hates you. Will keep you. If you let it in your life. Will keep you out of the kingdom. Hate to see you saved. Hate to see you have the victory. Hate to see you in the kingdom of God. Destroy it. Break the neck. Of everything that hates you. You know those habits you have. You know those things that we have. Break it. Huh? I can't tell you. You know the Lord will show you. Huh? That sin in our life. That weakness. The um, besetting sin. You've got to break the life. Squeeze it out. Spiritually. And you do it by. On your knees. You do it by serving God. 41. They cried. You see that? But there was none to save them. Even unto the Lord. But he answered them not. Tell me when to stop. Right there? It's, it's a long chapter if I remember. I haven't looked at it. How many verses? You go down to 50 now. So one more verse. Verse 42. Then did I beat them small. As the dust before the wind. I, ca I did cast them out. As the dirt in the street. That means those besetting sin. Now we're dealing spiritually now. Because you're not fighting. Put your weapons up. You're not fighting flesh and blood anymore. So now it's the things in your life. And Christmas is coming up. You know a lot of those. <laughs> enemies rise up. Ah, It's Christmas. Nobody's seeing. The Lord doesn't mind. I can just do it. And oh New Year's I'll repent. I turn over a new leaf. No you won't. You've got to get it by the neck. Get it by the neck before Christmas. Break the neck. Break the habits of that thing. And beat it small. As the dust before the wind. When you're beating the dust. You ever seen a dust storm? The wind just blow it away. I did cast them out. Look at that. Cast them out of you. As the dirt in the streets. See? You... You know what's wrong with you. I know what's wrong with me. God, if God had left me by myself, the only why, the only reason why I'm saved is because He rescued me. Yeah. I don't know about you. Maybe you were good, 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 huh? And you didn't need much salvation, but for me, I needed a total salvation. The chief. Of sinner. I needed everything that God has for me. What about you? 
had to be saved.